Podcasters. We are the ladies from Rewatching Wine, and I am Raya, Trifa, Champagne, and Lynn. And we are here to bring you our book to movie adaptation of The Good Lord Bird. I just want y'all to know this was my pick. But before we get into it, Lynn, what are we drinking? Uh, Today's wine is Lambrusco Vino Brigante. Okay. The bottle has a like a butt print, like from jeans. It's pretty cool. It's a uh, like semi sparkling wine. It is empty because I had a long day today, so I kind of drank a little earlier than the recording. But um, yeah, it's not empty, but it was delicious. Obviously, okay. It's- we have ours. We have ours. We're gonna go. <laughs> so, yeah, it was good. <laughs> okay, right. y'all, let's get started. How do you like it? I liked the book. It was such a great twist on a true story, but in a fictional way. So I really loved the way they were able to tell the story of John Brown through this character, this fictional character of Onion. 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 I love this also. It was... um. I actually caught myself kind of like, not really laughing out loud, but like, it's, it's supposed to be a comic. And so I was laughing and I'm just like, I kept stopping when I was reading it or I'm sorry, listening it to an audible and being like, there was a boy dressed as a girl and her name was Onion. Like I <laughs> having to like process that in my head throughout the whole book. Like nobody sees anything wrong with this. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> I really love the book and I love how it brought like um, some comedy to like a hard subject to talk about. So it yeah. was, I, I really enjoyed the book. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. I felt it was the funniest, saddest story ever. Yes. <laughs> funniest, saddest. <laughs> I mean, in the book, when they talked about how John Brown would go on with those sermons, like I could so oh pitch that. There's so many people in my family that do that. And he's like, yeah. you went on it. You would go on for another 20 minutes. And I just I had to see how they were going to present that in the movie because, you know, you get in my family, you you will get a beat down if you say the prayer too long. And we try to eat Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> oh, my God. Thanksgiving dinner was the most hilarious. I mean, I literally was laughing to I almost peed my pants because you're right. We know we be fighting. Pop, pop, pop. Nope. You know, you open up that one eye, I'm like, can somebody hit her? And then you look to see yourself looking around like, come on, man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm going to have to, I, I don't know if she's going to listen to it, but I'm saying, Aunt Beverly, I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> you got to read John Brown and understand what we mean. Shut it down. <laughs> uh-huh. All right, bro. Time to wrap it up. <laughs> but I love the way they took, using that character of Onion, really allowed you to focus in and follow the storyline without seeping into a depression. I, I, don't, I don't, not necessarily into a depression, but you know what I mean? Because we see so much of what's going on now. I know I personally, at times, I'm something like, I got to turn this off for a little bit. I got to turn it off. But because this was written in a way that it also made it funny, um, just, just um, allowed me to push through to get to the end. Right. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of watching any type of slavery movies at all because it it just brings me too far down. But this was like a happy medium for sure. 
I agree. It just it made, it made it fun to watch rather than depressing. Um, but perfect for these times that we're in right now. Right? It was such a great story to read right now. Um, Especially with us living like near the Capitol. It's just kind of like, let's take a step back and regroup and laugh a little bit. So it was, it was right. nice. Well, and it's so close to Harper's Ferry, right? I mean, right. in school, we took a field trip to Harper's Ferry. So you kind of knew... At least I kind of knew the story of John Brown, but the book helped put it all in perspective. And then the movie, like bringing some um, bringing some light to the the book, was just perfect. I feel like we need to take a read, watch, wine trip to Harper's Ferry. I Bear agree. Take some I agree. To even uh, though represent this book, even though we've been there, and yeah, not go in and take the tour, right? You know, and I didn't know a lot about John Brown. I knew the gist. But in my household, I hear it almost every day because if somebody stomped their toe or if they're just unbelievable, they realize something unbelievable, all I hear is, I'll be John Brown. So, (laughs) glad to know the history. I still don't understand the correlation, but, you know. I I, I wouldn't even try to understand the correlation. Um, Yeah, I wouldn't even try that one. It's going to hurt your brain too much. Except for the fact that John Brown hurt some people. So maybe right. it's like, dang gummit. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I think this, you know, this is, this is a good book for this time as well, because we are going through so many, um, I mean, I, 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 race wars. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Um, that it does help put things in perspective that, you know, every um, Caucasian or non-African American is not um, bad. You know that some. Of, I mean, he killed people, but you know some of them are just as true to the cause as we are. And the discovery of John Brown really helps put that into perspective. And I just think now because I find myself ooh, ooh, sometimes, sometimes, uh, sometimes. You know, even at work, I'm just like, dude, like it. it what? You know, I almost say privilege every once in a while, but I don't. I don't. I don't let it come out. Um, but I do feel like it. This really hits home um, to to just bring you back to some sort of a reality for me that everybody's not bad. So right. that's true. And we that's need right. those checks every once in a while because we get so consumed with the news and everything that's going on in the world. You're just like, oh my god, everything is bad. Um, but that John Brown, deep down in his heart and soul and being, like was just just despise slavery and it just it warms your heart um i, I found myself sorry go ahead no go ahead. i found myself with um thinking like if we had more of john brown's during that time maybe we wouldn't have had slavery as long as we did you know what i'm saying like if everybody would have spoke out on, on our behalf in, in a sense or whatever so i found myself thinking about that when i was watching the movie Absolutely. Yeah, more than more than one person. Um, that that crazy is what they described him as. That crazy, then we would have probably abolished sooner. I would imagine. So, and I know he was labeled as crazy, but I get real um, defensive about people changing the dialogue about what people really stood for. Like you know, people label the Black Panthers one way. We all know what they really stood for. So to me, he was just passionate. 
Yeah, it's convictions. Um, although in the movie they kind of turn the dialogue where it, you know, he did seem a bit crazy. But I just feel like he was just extremely passionate about his convictions, and he was trying to go away, go about it the best way he knew knew how. So if we switch, you guys want to switch and talk about the movie? But well, yeah, and and I think for me though, I didn't necessarily think crazy. I thought passionate. And I just thought tired when you learn the story of how many family members he lost before he started this during the fight for this. It wasn't just like he lost, you know, not like losing one is is not bad, but I mean, he, he lost just about everybody in this right. fight for something that honestly he could have lived his life perfectly. I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't I should say hurting him, but it wasn't hurting him. You know what I mean? So that's why I think for me, I, I never really necessarily saw crazy. I saw long-winded, you know, but I saw passionate and just just tired of the fight. And, you know, like I'm, you know, his faith kept him going, but he was tired and worn. Yeah, I didn't think it was crazy. I think that's how they tried to portray it in the movie. Yeah. I felt more um, misunderstood because he was so heavy in his belief and maybe a lot of people weren't in that period or something. I just felt like he he was just... He wasn't crazy. I didn't think it was crazy either, basically. Yeah. Well, because there was some foundation to what he was thinking. Like, right. Exactly. You look at people today and we actually call, you know, extremes crazy. Right. Exactly. But that's because what they believe in is crazy or maybe we can't relate to it. But this guy just was like, people should not be enslaved. And to me, anybody who is traveling and that is the entire reason for their travel, you are not crazy because you're right. Nobody should be enslaved. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with. But you. maybe, maybe the black people were the ones who didn't think he was crazy. With more of the white people, oh, this man's crazy. This man's crazy because they don't believe in his, um, his, oh, his yeah. on slavery. Yeah, I think for me, he was given the label of crazy because he was going against the green. Like a lot of other, like I guess, white people around then, just they knew slavery was wrong, but they just went with like kind of like the sheep kind of being herded. They just went with it. So to see somebody so passionately going against the grain and then for and the enslaved people, they were like, hey, you better watch out because we've gone against the grain and look what happened to us. We are killed and this, that. So he was labeled as crazy to me because he wasn't going along with like the norm. And when somebody go, doesn't go along with the norm, they're labeled like crazy or an extremist, but they're really not. They're just making their own path and standing strong to what they believe in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think it was cute though how um I guess you know it's been told um over generations uh how people always say, why didn't more slaves get up and fight? Why not why didn't more slaves try to run away? Why didn't more you know this and that? But it was interesting how they used Onion's character to say, God damn it now I wasn't starving when I was a slave. And I wouldn't hide, and I have no holes. And you know, it took him throughout the story to to really be able to portray what freedom is. Um, so I thought that was an interesting thing to bring out as well. That body either. <laughs> it puts in perspective on a lot of things. Yeah, it puts in perspective a lot of things because you know he was so used to being a slave, and when he didn't realize he was free. He still wanted to go back and be a slave. Like, you know, he, that was his comfort. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like a lot of um, black people or slaves in the movie felt that way, too. That's why they wasn't with the, the abolishment. Yeah. Yeah. That whole institutionalized mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, right? Stockholm, a little bit of Stockholm 
Same exactly. Time. Exactly. Where am I going to eat? You know, because they have been enslaved so long. It's like, OK, so now you're going to set me free and I'm out here to do what? It goes back right. to that whole 20 acres and a mule, you know, and <laughs> and the way George Washington, I think it was either Washington or Lincoln. I can't remember. I'm not the best history. Gave um, his slave land when they freed them so that you had something. You're not just thrown out there to the wolves to just, you know, want to beg to come back. Um, I think it, that, that speaks volumes as to what African-Americans have been have been fussing about and screaming about and fighting and dying for um, since we were brought here to this country. Um, just being able to have the ability to just be moved onto the same level playing field as our white counterparts. Yeah. Um, so I guess as yeah. a movie and the adaptation, I think. For the most part, the adaptation, um, I'm sorry, yeah. the, the miniseries was pretty good. Yeah. I just don't understand why they removed the part where Onion was in the brothel, because that could have been an episode. Like, it could have extended to just nine episodes, and there could have been one episode dedicated to the brothel. But the miniseries well, yeah. didn't have well, him it going into the brothel with the woman that became his friend. Yeah. Um, but they did. They did. They did. I didn't see any of that. Did I miss an episode? Yeah, you did. You must have. Yeah. I, I, I didn't see an episode where he was in the brothel with that woman and she, knew, yeah. she finally told her she was a man. When? Okay, I'm yeah, just, yeah, you missed the episode because it was it, it, it they did a whole they did almost a whole episode on that. Either you missed the episode yeah. and fell asleep and then woke up and thought you was a, you, you didn't realize you missed something. That's true. Oh. Yeah, I, I missed that whole part because I was like, why would they take that out? And then that whole thing with Ed that was in like the slave shack and he was mad at him because Onion went into the house and Ed was in the shack. Bob. Yeah, yeah that was Bob. Bob. That was, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that I was the whole thing. I, okay, I didn't see any of that. Yeah, you right. got to go back. It was so place and the adaptation was on point and perfect. Okay. Right. <laughs> I was about to say. Wait a minute. <laughs> you, I, was, I was pretty on point. It was pretty on point. Yeah, I, yeah it really was. That. It really was. Yeah. Wow. But well, so wait a minute. Yep, okay. While we're talking about the movie, Frederick Douglass. <laughs> First First you know I love him. You know I absolutely I adore him. him. Like he's one of my favorite people. I mean, he's been in Hamilton. He's been in so many other things. I love him. Absolutely. Um, I, I, I thought that's who it was on. Um, what's the show we watch? We the Mass Singer. The Mass Singer. I just knew he was a damn tree. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. But I swore with him. I love him. But I was like, man, get out of here. But the scene right. with Frederick Douglass and Onion and the bur- the cognac they were drinking. <laughs> oh, mm-hmm. I was laughing out loud. Onion was like, bro. Right. For like, you. And he was like, well, good. I need it. And then with the whole that ended with like his wife Anne that came in, and then like the French woman that came in. And he was just kind of like, oh, oh. And the whole time Onion's like trying to get more and like right. <laughs> That scene was hilarious. It I mean, was so funny. Before, but it was, was a good scene. More of an alcoholic in the book, but it they showed really true with that particular moment on how much he really was an alcoholic, I guess, in the book. Yes. <laughs> well, I guess you're old enough to have like one. Really? Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was so funny. And the vanity of Frederick Douglass. I was like, ooh, we yes. Which is really how he's portrayed in history, you know? Yeah. And he had a white, I, he had a white wife too. I didn't. I didn't. I was not aware of that. Or girlfriend, whichever. I'm interested in knowing, and I guess this is going to be something for Lynn. Um, 
like just in the history of um, the John Brown um, era, is it commonly known that Frederick Douglass was his downfall as it relates to the rank? Because, you know, the movie portrayed that Frederick kind of like left him hanging at the end there. And I don't I'm wondering if that's truly part of the story. The truth. I was thinking, I was thinking that it was because the story that that he actually, you know, he talked about he talked he did write something about John Brown saying that he was the person who kickstarted um the um the war. And I would think that if he didn't, he may have said he's the one who did it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But yeah, Google can find it. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look it up because I'm like, did he? Did he? Was he? Was that real? Because you know, you had to try to decipher which parts were based in truth yeah. and which parts right. was the, the comedy. Um, so I, I just wasn't sure about that aspect. You know, but can I, I never tell y'all thought. how much? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just gonna say I never thought that um, Frederick Douglass. Well, I think probably part of his downfall was Frederick Douglass, but I think the main. Um, part of his downfall was going to Harper's Ferry in the first place. They tried to warn him that it's not enough slaves here that's going to be willing. You know, they have like 1,200 slaves when they could have went to Baltimore, D.C., who had more slaves that would be willing to, because he had to bring the slaves to Harper's Ferry, the, yeah. real, the real man. Yeah, but part of that, part of that problem was him, him oh, changing the date. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that was part of it, but like the railroad uh, conductor guy said that. He was like, you should go on to Baltimore, mm-hmm. which right. I didn't really it was the comedian Orlando. Um, yes. Yeah. It was like a little bit skinnier. And I was like, I yes. It, like it took me a minute. It took yeah. me a minute. And I was like, look at him getting up in here. Okay. <laughs> I know, right? The cast is phenomenal. And I right. I loved Ethan Hawke before. But when I tell you, he, he played on my list of favorite. Like, he embodied John Brown. I, I watched a, um, a little video clip of him and he was saying he read every single original letter that John Brown wrote. He read everything really? he was hands on. He was saying that he had them build his costume weighted down so that he would feel like he was like heavy and exhausted. Right. While he wanted to portray that. Like he when I tell you he put so much study into that role and it was clear. Like I don't that wasn't Ethan Hawk in the movie. It wasn't at all. John Brown. At <laughs> all that because some um, actors or actors don't take enough like heart and weight into it where they're just like oh well I can transform it and make it into myself versus mm-hmm. like Ethan Hawke being like look I'm going to do whatever I can to pay this guy justice and do right. my due diligence to bring that character to life so I really appreciate right. doing it was such an important story I'm glad that he did you know he couldn't have asked this one after like no one could right. yeah just freaking amazing and I'm casting now but yes, the casting. Yeah, I know. We have moved into the casting. But Onion, whew, I love I love, I love, I love everybody. I did. He was the cutest little thing. Pi wasn't who I thought she was going to be, like, mentally. But she still fit for me. It was, it, I yeah. thought about, um. I didn't see her in the movie, so I don't, I don't. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, they did say in the book that she was supposed to be high yellow. Did, I heard her. Yeah, I, I I felt like she was um she wasn't necessarily what they would depict as beauty. Not what we depict as beauty, but I felt like she needed to be yes a little more you know like closer to really really a yellow complexion. Well, the yeah, whole thing like mixed. You know what I mean? Or that pie onion coming along to the brothel was because he like the whole thing of um 
I keep saying him, but I guess her, whatever. <laughs> saying um, that he was um, mixed and it was like, oh, well, I know the perfect place where you were fit in because that's where like they weren't, they were beauty, but like it wasn't, you weren't dark enough to be a slave, <laughs> but you weren't white, so you couldn't be right. free. So like that was where they would middle go. And then when I saw Pi, I was like, she's still beautiful, but not who I imagined like mm-hmm. she was. Mm-hmm. So that was like one of the only parts where I was going to like, I mean, I get it. I get her character, but like, that's not what I thought. Right. And how about Fred, y'all? Fred. A little touch. That's that good lover. I love Fred. They ain't had to shoot Fred like that. That part was like kind of sad. I was just like, it was. It was devastating. Ain't no like, oh, I was half crying, half laughing, half crying, half laughing to the whole daggone series. Yeah. I did yeah. get a little theme. I like how the book was written to me very well, like we said. But like to me, one of like the words that trigger me is when I hear like red bone. Like it's just nails on a chalkboard. So for me, I kept hearing it and like I get it was referencing what was referenced then, but like I get called that and I immediately in like defense mode where I'm going to punch you in the throat. Like don't add that title to me at all. That's not who I am. Like to me, it needs to be left in 1800 something and something. (laughs) Like the word. (laughs) (laughs) Like why is it okay to say one, but not like the other. And so I heard it in the book and I was like, stay calm. Stay calm. Is cracker a trigger word for you also? Because I'm not a cracker. No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm just asking. I was about to say. <laughs> no. How about but high yellow? That does, red that always called high yellow. <laughs> red bone like triggered me to no end where I'm like, like, why would you say that to me? I'm like, I want to punch you in the throat now. And now whatever you say after that is like womp womp womp. You are an idiot. Stop using that term. So yeah. I don't think high yellow really never bothered me because for some reason I don't know where the pigmentation is in my face. Like when I even hold my hand up to my face, I'm like, what is going on here? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> I mean, really, where is it? <laughs> so, and it's been that way my whole life. So kind of like, yeah, I am oh yellow, but I don't want to be called that yellow person. You know what I mean? So I was at Redskins. I know what I am, but like that's a derogatory term to me. So why, why it would you is. It is. I am not the color of my skin. I'm me. Exactly. So and the book, I, I am not I'm, my skin. Oh, I am my skin. To the choir right now. <laughs> what you say, I said y'all preaching to the choir right now. <laughs> yeah. Brown skin. So yeah, I had to point that out because that was just driving me crazy. But I understand that it was the context of the book and the conversation. So it was necessary. But man, I was triggered. I was just like, a more time. But Linda, I don't know how you get through um, I don't know how you you get through all your horrors because our wonderful man that we love, our horror king. Mm-hmm. He used some words. I'm like, yeah. Yes, he gets on my nerve. I saw a few times. And he wasn't fighting for the cause. <laughs> like 1980 something. And they're like, he's like using these words. And I'm like, dude, you catch up on the times. <laughs> correct. Some of them are more recent books. Like, really? Why are you still talking like that? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So one of the things that I thought was amazing in the book was how, and I, I may have been talking to one of y'all about it, I can't remember, but how um 
the black people knew that onion was <laughs> yeah. none of the white people did and so you know that whole y'all all look alike thing I right. that was so hilarious to me like the black people were like man what you doing dressed like that right exactly he's <laughs> like exactly. nope you uh, it was funny because the first one, uh, I what was it? Bob was the first person who noticed it, right? Wasn't Bob yeah. the first one that kind of came up on him? And he was like, it's almost like, oh, you know? Yeah, we did all right. We know you look like my little brother, man. <laughs> but he got to like the Washington estate and like the butler guy was like, man, you have to get here. And he was like, I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> but then like, I'm John Brown's like literally just like, yeah, you know, and she's very comfortable and this and that. Heard very well, and everybody was like, "We could tell." <laughs> right. But in the show, when he like finally professed his love to his daughter and like opened his shirt up, and I was, I wanted mm-hmm. to, like their faces no. to be, like, wait, where are the boobs? Up dress, I mean. <laughs> like they did a little bit like a shock, but like I wanted their faces to be more like this whole time. <laughs> and Brad, poor Fred. Right. And uh, what about Fred? Yeah. Though? Poor Fred. Like she left him too. Cause Fred knew too. Yes. But yeah, that was so funny. I was like, all oh, of us yeah. are, are like, literally, like, y'all don't see this. <laughs> <laughs> how about um, how about the uh, Harriet Tubman? Oh, I liked her. I'm gonna tell you something. Oh. When they were kept talking about the um, the the um, who is she called? The general. The general. I knew exactly who they were talking about. And I was, well, I said, I see Cicely Tyson and I swear <laughs> to <for> the Lord. <laughs> and then they showed the back of her head and she was short. And I said, I swear to God, they better find another actress. <laughs> All right, Martin Luther King. I know, you better stop. Oh my God. I love me, Cicely. Cut it out. I love Cicely too, but dang, let somebody else I can't remember her name right now, but the actress that played in Harriet, who also played in yeah. the Alta. I'll go to the same thing. Her, but maybe she was a little too young for it. But yeah. 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 I was like, oh, you ain't Harriet. Y'all can't see anybody <laughs> playing Harriet Tubman but the actress who played here. Exactly. Yeah, I, I don't know who I didn't look at. I, I did actually find it at the end, but of course now I don't remember because I was looking to see um, who did the casting because the casting was out. Was it Snoop? No, it wasn't Snoop. It was outstanding. Casting was out. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yep. They did a really good job on the cast. It's Lynn approved. I like it. Mm-hmm. Y'all ready to vote? Y'all ready to vote? You ready to rate? Ready rate? Ready rate? Ready rate? Because um, for me. Since I started, I believe this one gets a full glass, Treva. Thank you very much for the entertainment. I appreciate it. Appreciate it. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. I'm going to ditto that full glass. Now that I know that everything was covered in the book, and I'm going to have to go back and find the great episode, um, full glass for me. <laughs> All right. It was a full glass for me because I've seen the series before I actually read the book because I didn't know we were going to read the book at the time so I watched the series and I was like this is a book <gasps> let's go so I already loved it and I knew that they were hoping they would not mess it up so and they didn't like I would fall asleep and I would wake up and it'd be like on the show and I was like where's the remote because I don't want to get hooked on it I gotta right. wait to the book so for me 
it is a full glass because I love the book. The adaptation was on point. The casting was perfect. Everything that was like in my head when I was reading was as it was in the miniseries. So everybody has a full glass. That gives us a full bottle. Oh, good job, Prima. We two for two this year, y'all. We two for two right now. Good job, Prima, for 2021. Golf clap for you. Golf clap. Yeah, I'm hoping we can keep this streak going. Two for two. Yeah. I think we exactly. can definitely keep it going as long as we got no more Artemis Fowl. Um, we'll keep it going. <laughs> we got a few Whatever. Here, so we'll see. Very, very <laughs> excited. Very, very excited. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us. Follow us on us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We watch wine and our website, www.rewatchwine.com. And you can please, please comment, send us suggestions, and keep watching because we got some things coming as soon as we get out of this pandemic. 2021 is we're hitting the ground running. Stay tuned. Our year. Our year. Our year. It's ours. It's ours. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but <laughs> I couldn't I couldn't dance along to it. I was like, wait, are we is it go go or are we Yes. Yeah. For me it was go go. <laughs> For me it was Champagne, I'll have fun. All right, bye everyone. <laughs> bye. <laughs>